the bottom line is our body's different as we get older versus in our 20s. And we need to work out differently and we need to eat differently. And we need to learn how to do both of those things together. Hey there, Kelly Howard here, and welcome to another special interview on Your Body Mind Fit Connection. This week I'm chatting with Sarah Thomas of Refined Life Fitness. People are often looking for that magic thing, that one fitness action that fixes everything, right? And after chatting with Sarah, especially about her Tabata Jumpstart and Burn Fat and Feast programs, we might just be getting close. So I met Sarah when I was at a conference recently, and she just struck me. She's got these bright eyes, beautiful skin, great shape, and just this super energy. So I thought, gosh, I've got to get her on the show today and bring her on so everybody can meet her. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. And what a flattering introduction. (laughs) Well, it's the truth. It's the honest to goodness truth. So you do all your work online these days, don't you? Yes, I do about 95% of my work online these days. About 5% of it is in person. I see clients in person just privately and then through group fitness classes as well. One thing I should have said when I said you do all your work online, which I found fascinating, is that you are a fitness coach. I am. I am a personal trainer as well as a fitness instructor and a nutrition coach. And so, yes, most of what I do is online now, which is not something I ever would have envisioned years ago when I got my fitness certifications. Right. But you're busy and you have a family and this really works for you, doesn't it? It absolutely works for me. And it doesn't just work for me, though. It works for my clients because, I mean, let's be honest, it's hard to meet a personal trainer at 5 a.m. three days a week or 5 p.m. three days a week. We all have such crazy, busy, hectic schedules that change at the drop of a dime. So it not only works for my schedule with three little ones, but it works for all my clients. And so it's just a win-win for everybody. I totally understand. I live in Houston and we have a kind of a traffic thing that happens. And so meeting people in person is tough. Yes, it is. So tell me something. I was on your site after I met you and I saw the, it's Tabata? Yeah, Tabatas. Uh-huh. So tell me about Tabatas. I mean, this is like totally caught my attention. Yeah. So Tabatas are their type of workout. Tabatas take your traditional workout that would be maybe an hour long and it totally just crushes all the things you've ever heard about working out for 45 minutes or an hour. Tabatas are actually meant to be very short intense workouts from four to 12 minutes long. And that's it. And so the the enlightening thing about Tabatas is that it's teaching you, you don't have to spend an hour working out. You don't have to carve out that extra time. You can literally just get in and get out quickly if you know how to do them the right way. So Tabatas are actually set up in four minute increments. And so you are going high intensity for about 20 seconds, and then you recover for 10 seconds, and you repeat that for a four-minute interval. At that four-minute interval, you can repeat your Tabatas again for eight minutes, and then you can repeat them again for 12 minutes. But the bottom line is if you only have four to 10 minutes to work out, you can do Tabatas and move on with your day. That's kind of like a dream, right? (laughs) Absolutely. It definitely is a dream. Is this the similar or the same as high-intensity interval training? 
It's very similar. And high-intensity interval training actually stems from Tabatas. Tabatas were really the first step into the direction of high-intensity interval training. A man by the name of Dr. Tabata actually created these. And I believe, now I'd have to double-check myself, but I believe that he created this workout for the Japanese speed skating team. It was an Olympic team nonetheless, but he created these workouts so that they could work out more efficient for a shorter amount of time. And so that's where it all stems from. And uh, HIT is a branch from Tabatas, basically. I like to do long training. Like I'll get on my bike and ride for a very long period of time. Is that counterproductive or is that something that works with along with a Tabata or something like that? So it really depends on what your goal is. Obviously, in our day and age, in our society, we need to move more. As a general public, we just need to move our bodies more. So if you are someone who sits at a desk all day, doesn't really get up, move around, take a walk, that sort of thing, then getting on your bike and spending a long time on your bike or walking on a treadmill is great because it's moving your body and that's what our body was made to do. However, if you're talking about working out and you're talking about burning fat or you have some sort of fitness goal in mind, doing what I call long form cardio, where you're spending a long time on a bike or an elliptical or whatever the case may be, is not the most efficient way to work out. Wow. That's pretty much everything we've we're told in the past is getting turned on its head, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, research study after research study will tell you now that the best way to work out is by doing some sort of interval-based workout. So that's why HIT is so popular, that high-intensity interval training workouts, uh, using your strength training workouts to get your heart rate up and down are just really essential for any type of fat loss. How about, what about your heart? I mean, where does that come in? As far as your heart health, cardiovascular workout is the best for your heart health. And your heart is a muscle in your body. And so to strengthen that muscle, you need to utilize it and you need to challenge it. And so the only way we challenge our heart is by getting our heart rate elevated. Obviously, by getting our heart rate elevated, typically we associate that with aerobic-based workouts. Now, that doesn't mean you need to get on the treadmill and do sprints. You could go for a walk. You could jog. You could get on the elliptical machine. You can do so many things by elevating your heart rate. You can also do strength training workouts that elevate your heart rate. Anytime you feel that your heart rate is elevated, your breathing is labored, you're doing your heart a service by strengthening it. Basically, you're not looking for this long, long, you know, hours of cardio. You're just looking for almost spiking your heart either often or else for some particular length of time. Yes. And so that's one of the myths too, is in order to strengthen our heart, we don't have to do the long form cardio. The only thing that needs to happen is our heart rate needs to be varied. So it needs to practice getting higher and practice coming down. And so the, the art of us doing high intensity interval training is practicing our heart rate elevating and then letting it go back to its normal rhythm. That will train our heart to be stronger for a long time. We're really back to the Tabata or the high intensity training. 
Absolutely. Yes. And I would like to note here too, that the other thing about long form cardio or just long form workouts in general is that it raises our hormones and it raises our cortisol level. And cortisol is our stress hormone. When our stress hormone is raised for a long period of time, it triggers our brain to say, "Uh uh-oh, we need to hold on to everything we have. So it starts holding on to the fat. So we're trying to do the cardio to get fat loss, but our brain is triggering a response for our body to hold on to everything because the cortisol is raised for too long. And so that's another piece of just the hormone and the, and the metabolism balance that we need to be aware of, especially as women. I am hearing this so much more these days. It, when you say long, I mean, this is really more for my edification than anyone, I guess. When you say what long, what's long? Is it a half hour, an hour, two hours, or is it by the person? Typically, when we say a long-form cardio, we're talking 45 minutes or longer. You only need 20 to 30 minutes of a great workout. That's it. That's tops. If you're doing 45 minutes, that should be including your stretching, your warm-up, and your cool-down. So really, if you're doing 45 minutes or two hours of riding or something like that, it's just for you. It's just for your own personal benefit, and you got to deal with your cortisol now. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Okay, Sarah. I saw something on your site called the Burn Fat and Feast Program. Tell me what that is. We were discussing Tabatas and how they're so great for your body and how you can really utilize your time well with them because they're shorter workouts. Well, in my Burn Fat and Feast Program, I've actually incorporated these workouts with a very comprehensive online training program. So the Burn Fat and Feast Program actually was created for myself. (laughs) I created it for me. Because I found myself as a mom of three in my late 30s, feeling frustrated, feeling down. I was discouraged. I was exhausted. I felt the excess fat on my body. All those fun things that many of us as women in our late 30s, early 40s start to feel. As a fitness instructor and a personal trainer, I felt like there should be another answer rather than moving more and eating less. So I created Burn Fat and Feast for myself. It is a comprehensive program where you incorporate nutrition as well as fitness, as well as mindset, as well as a ton of video trainings on metabolism and hormones and how all of those things fit into a complete puzzle. What we've always been told is to move more, to eat less, change your diet, keep exercising, and that will keep the fat off. Well, as women and as we age, we all know that it's not that simple. Other things happen. Our metabolism changes, our hormones change, and we need to find a way to work with our changing body. And that's what this program does. It teaches you how to eat while you get older because the bottom line is our body's different as we get older versus in our 20s. And we need to work out differently and we need to eat differently. And we need to learn how to do both of those things together. I didn't see it happening until I hit my 50s, but at that point, all the things that I always did seemed to be working against me. (laughs) So I had to kind of switch, right? (laughs) You know, I talk to women on a daily basis over the phone and they say, I just don't understand. I have eaten the same way for years and now I'm 45 or now I'm 50 and everything's changing. I'm gaining fat and I don't understand. I'm still working out and I'm still eating healthy. I love to tell these women that one, they're not alone. And two, 
they're right. Their body is changing. And so it's not a doom and gloom type of thing. We do have ways that we can help these women and teach them how to make a few tweaks and how to work with their nutrition and their workouts and fit them in better than what they've done in the past. That's interesting because for me, I've always been that person. Well, I was the person who ate carbs and did cardio. Like that's who I was, right? And and weights. I've always liked weights. But I have noticed that changing it to where I've taken that sugar out of my diet, tragically taken it out of my diet, and then switched over to some of the more high-intensity interval trainings really have seemed to make a difference. It does. And that's one of the biggest things that we incorporate in the program is high-intensity interval trainings, lots of Tabata-type trainings, lots of strength training, because that's very, very important. As we get older, we start losing muscle mass. And so adding in the strength training to maintain what we have is essential, especially for fat loss. And so incorporating all those things, a variety of workouts, and then changing our nutrition, because so many women undereat and don't eat a variety of foods. We eat the same thing day in and day out simply because it's easier. It's just a habit. I do do that. Okay. So come back to strength for a second, because that's like one of the biggest pushbacks I get, which is I do not want to lift weights, right? People tell me this all the time. So lifting weights are going to, it's going to keep your fat down. It's going to give you definition. It's going to increase your bone mass. What else is it going to do? Lifting weights in general or just strength training, I think sometimes when we say lifting weights, just those words are intimidating to women. Yeah. It, they don't have to be 50-pound dumbbells. They really don't have to be weights at all. Strength training could just be using your body to get stronger, using push-ups or squats or something in that nature. And so when we say weight training, we can also think of it simply as strength training, but it is going to transform your body. Cardio does not transform your body. Cardio makes you maybe a smaller, mushier version of yourself. And I know that's kind of hard to say, but it's true. You take your body, if you're an apple shape and you lose weight by doing cardio, you're the same apple shape. You're just mushier because you have no muscle tone, right? So you literally are just that flabbiness and that's not what we want. But most women, once they get there, they're like, okay, now what do I do? Because I'm a little smaller, but I'm not toned. Well, that's where the strength training comes in. You get toned. You literally can transform your body by doing any sort of strength training at all. So it's not about the number on the scale. It's more about how your clothes fit and how you feel and the toneness of your body. If I say, get rid of the scale one more time, I'm going to, I don't know, turn into a frog because it is true, right? Yes, it is so true. I actually have a picture of myself that I like to show my clients every few months, sometimes every few weeks, (laughs) but there's a picture of myself and it's a before and after. It's me in my early twenties and me today as a 41 year old woman. And I am 15 pounds heavier today than I was in my twenties. But the difference in the pictures is, is alarming. I'm two sizes smaller now than I was in my twenties. And you can clearly see in these pictures that I have muscle mass now and I did not then. And so that is just super eye-opening to women to see that visual difference of the number really doesn't mean anything. 
It's, it's what you want to look and feel like. And that's what muscle mass and muscle tone gives us. And as we age, it's so important because it's going to reduce injuries. Talk about that for just a second. As we get older, we're more prone to injuries. It's just one of those, you know, it happens as we, as we age and as we get older, but we lose our balance. We lose our strength. We lose our tone and our definition. All these things happen just a natural aging process. So to fight that process and to fight getting injured, maybe it's as we get older, you know, you hear lots of people falling and breaking bones and those things happen because muscle mass is lost. But before then, before we're considered elderly, if we want to stay healthy and reduce risk of injury in general, let's just say we're going for a jog and getting injured by having more muscle mass on your body that's protecting your joint that's protecting your bones and your joints and keeping you away from getting injured. So strength training is very important to our muscles and our joints as we get older, and especially considering as we get older, we lose that muscle mass. So it really is essential for us to do some sort of strength training throughout our week. The other point out something, when you say getting older, like when I, when I hear getting older in my head, I'm thinking 70, 80. But the truth is, is that it starts happening in the 30s, doesn't it? Absolutely. We actually start losing muscle mass in our late 20s. And so when I say getting older, you know, when you're 20s, you don't feel like you're old at all. But when I say getting older, we start losing our muscle mass. As soon as we hit 30, we're losing muscle mass. So the sooner you can start any sort of strength training program, the better. Now, once you hit 40, you lose more muscle mass. And then the next decade, you lose even more. And so just every single decade, we see a decrease in our muscle mass, which isn't something that we need to be afraid of if we're using our strength training as we should a few times a week. Because we can turn it around, right? Yes, we can definitely turn it, turn it around. And by doing our strength training you know, two or three times a week is going to one, maintain the muscle mass that you have. And two, it's going to fight any sort of excess fat that our body is trying to put on, which is going to increase our muscle mass at the same time. So basically, we need to be doing some sort of strength training, which is body weight counts 100%, like the Tabatas or something like that, at least three times a week. Yes. If we're doing the Tabatas with a lot of vim and vigor, then we're taking care of our cardio too. We're burning muscle or we're burning, um, building muscle, burning fat. And then give me a couple of tips for what you need to be eating. The nutrition part is very important. And it's a lot of times the missing piece because most of us feel like we could just work it off. <laughs> I know that I have been there myself, feel like I could just work it off. Well, again, that might work in your 20s, maybe early 30s, but it just does not work as we get older. We can't just work all of it off. And so nutrition is key to any sort of successful wellness plan. And for myself and for all my clients, especially my burn fat and feast clients, I want them to have a lifestyle of wellness, not just six weeks, not just a month or two. So the nutrition piece is essential. And when I teach nutrition within my program, I talk a lot about my macronutrients, Macronutrients are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Most women have come from a place where they're afraid to eat too much. 
and they're in a calorie deficit. And so when I take them into my program, we talk a lot about mindset. We talk a lot about changing our mindset and creating a positive mindset and how we can do that in a step-by-step approach to do that. And that sets the foundation for teaching them how to eat correctly and wiping away that feeling of 2,000 calories is too much. So we don't focus on calories. We focus more on macronutrients, including those proteins, carbs, and fats. Getting that in the right percentage, in the right equation, is essential to getting on the right track for a long-term lifestyle. Now, from there, we do go a little bit more of an advanced approach. We do a little bit of a carb cycling approach, meaning that we're varying what we're eating throughout our week. We're not eating the same carbohydrates every single day. And without getting too technical, what that is doing is that is keeping our body guessing. Uh, so every day is a little bit different, which keeps our body on our toe, on its toes, so to speak. And we change our workouts as well. And so by doing both of those things, you are setting yourself up for long-term success. Well, that makes complete sense to me and I really appreciate it. What I'm gonna do is I will link to your Burn Fat and Feast program in the show notes. And we'll also link to a couple of your videos because I know you've got some good videos online that you can just show people some things. So Sarah, I saw that you also have a kid program. Tell us like, you know, a couple of highlights of that. So the kid program just somewhat happened by accident. And I say that because I'm constantly videoing workouts for my online clients through my Burn Fat and Feast program. Some of my personal training clients that I see across the country, I will video workouts for them and send them the workout weekly, monthly, whatever the case may be. So my children have always been around fitness. I teach group fitness classes. They've always seen me at some point doing a workout, teaching a workout. And so as my girls got older, they wanted to be involved. At one point, I was videoing a workout for a client and my oldest daughter just just jumped in the video. She thought, okay, I'm just going to do it with her. And there she is in the background. And I just let her do it and sent it to my client. And, and she said, she's amazing. Why don't you do something for kids? My kids would love this. So literally happened by accident. We started creating some videos and this was a group effort between myself and my two daughters, Adeline and Evie. We created these workouts for kids and I really piggybacked a lot of my ideas off of them because they were the clientele that we were really shooting for here. We wanted it to be fun. So it's a fun program for kids of all ages. My son at the time was two. He enjoyed doing the workouts. My kids, my older two now are nine and 11. So they still enjoy doing the workouts. It's a fun way to get kids involved in a workout, but it's not a workout per se where you're lifting weights or running in place. These are fun kid-like games in the program. So it makes it an enjoyable, family-friendly, fun way to just move your body. Well, thank you so much for being on today and letting people know about everything you've got going on. I will link to all your programs in the show notes. I'm excited to give a try with your Jumpstart program too. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Thank you so much for joining Sarah and I today. You can find all the links to Sarah's programs at her website, refinedlifefitness.com, 
Of course, I'll link to everything in the show notes at angeltigerfit.com. I'm going to be testing your Tabata program and can't wait to get back to you with the results. I'd love for it to be a magic strength building bullet for me and especially for short workouts, right? By the way, I do believe that Riley and his crew over at podigy.co are magic. If you have a podcast, check them out at podigy.co or in the show notes at Angel Tiger Fit, including you'll find a little gift from Podigy and me. You can also get a weekly reminder of the podcast over at the website. And next week, we're going to be talking to Michelle Drylick again of Destiny Well. We're chatting all about stress, the cascading effect it has on your body, and how to flip it from a lion into a kitten. See you then. Bye-bye.